Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I was walking down the street, and the guy has a leaf blower. He's got a leaf blower, and there's this zombie girl, and she turns back and screams in my face. I go sprinting the other way. Oh, hey, World Soccer Talk Radio here with you on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network because she's telling somebody about being back in Hollywood. It's so nice to be back down here in Hollywood, California. Or should I say back up here in Hollywood, enjoying these Hollywood nights after a glorious week down in San Diego or San Diego as the Germans who founded it back in 1904 called it. Huge thank you to everybody down there in the far southern reaches of this golden state. Cannot wait to get back down to San Diego. Huge shout out again to the San Diego Soccer's indoor team, or should I say arena team, arena soccer. That's right. Another tip of my cap to the Soles de Sonora. Talk about grassroots football on this show. Starting something from the ground up, starting something from scratch and hoping that it thrives with all the right moves. Check out Los Soles de Sonora. Cannot wait to get down to Hermosillo and say what's up to y'all. Another big thank you to the folks from LFC San Diego as well. But hey, enough about San Diego. Up here in Los Angeles for another couple of days. Slowly meandering northbound. We'll see where the roads take me. Living my little brooding pseudo Jack Kerouac lifestyle that I like to live. Thank you so much for listening to this show. Leave us a review on iTunes if you would. I would really appreciate it. Folks at Sports Byline would really appreciate it. Everybody would love if you could go on iTunes and leave us a review. Let us know what you think about the show or get at us on Twitter at World Soccer Talk and at NateWST to get a hold of me. We've got a very interesting show for you today. I'm really excited about this. We've got John Nicholson. And if you don't know about John Nicholson's work, he's a novelist known for his works in the mystery departments and had a great series of crime novels, most of which took place in Teesside. That's right. He is a Middlesbrough man, currently living actually up in Scotland in Edinburgh. So we're going to talk with John Nicholson about his writing style and if there's something you can take away from this show, it's to go out and buy one of his books. We'll talk about one of my favorite books of all written by John Nicholson, and that is Teesside Steel. There's oh so many from John Nicholson. We'll talk with him on the other side of this break. It's World Soccer Talk Radio. Smog, grit, and determination right here on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Come on, you smoggies.
see the world's best matches. Live, wherever you are, with Fox Soccer to go. Watch select live matches on your smartphone, on your tablet, and on your computer. Get the app, get the games, and get your fix. Live soccer and more. Anytime, anywhere. Sign up to watch the Bundesliga and Champions League at SoccerOnDish.com. Right now, the Home Depot has Pergo XP Haley Oak laminate flooring for just $2.29 a square foot. Basic installation is just $0.89 cents a square foot. So let's lay down a floor that stands up to our lives with double the durability of regular laminate and just as beautiful as real wood. Let's do this with Pergo XP Haley Oak laminate for $2.29. Now at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. U.S. only installation offer valid on laminates over 150 square foot with minimum purchase of 250 square feet. If you're a soccer fan and you want to cut the cord and watch more of the beautiful game, NGSN may be the online streaming service you're looking for. FreeSoccerTrial.com With NGSN, you get live, legal, and on-demand access to matches from the Eredivisie, J-League from Japan, K-League from Korea, Argentina's Primera Division, Portugal, Ecuador, Russian Premier League, as well as leagues from Bolivia, Venezuela, and more. The games are in HD, and commentaries are available in your choice of English or Spanish. And this is a completely new and legal way to watch soccer games in the U.S. Try it, and I think you'll be impressed. All you have to do is go to freesoccertrial.com and sign up today for your free 30-day trial to NGSN. Again, that's freesoccertrial.com. Freesoccertrial.com. Cheers. It's the Yellow Tag Event, and now is the time to find your ultimate adventure. Whether you're hitting the trails with a Can-Am ATV or side-by-side, the open road on a Can-Am Spider, or carving snow on a Ski-Doo snowmobile, you can turn up the excitement for any season with our industry-leading performance and technology. Hurry into your local dealer by October 31st and save up to $3,000 on select 2015 models and get up to a three-year warranty. Restrictions may apply. See your dealer for details. For safety and training info, contact the ATV Safety Institute. Trick or treat, folks. Colonel Sanders here. Can you tell what my costume is? I'll give you a hint. Boo! Come to KFC for a $20 family fill-up. A perfect Halloween meal for a family of four. With eight pieces of Kentucky Fried Chicken, two sides of taters, coleslaw, and four biscuits. <laughs> yep, that's right. I'm disguised as a singer. Pretty good costume, isn't it? KFC, it's finger-licking good. Available for a limited time only. Pricing and participation may vary. Tax extra. to World Soccer Talk Radio with your host, Nada Barea on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Where are you from, mate? Just around. <laughs> Welcome back in to World Soccer Talk Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. I'm your host, Nate Abarea. Tweet me at NateWST and get a hold of all of us at World Soccer Talk. Promised you a very interesting, unique show this edition of World Soccer Talk Radio. Novelist John Nicholson joining us. John, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show. Oh, that's no problem at all. I'm always happy to talk uh, to America. It's uh, a place I know really well, well, not all of it, obviously, but just little bits of it. But uh, yeah, it's great to be with you. 
Well, we'll talk a little bit uh, later in the show about your time in California, but I got to share something that we were just uh, discussing off the air. You were a, a, a man from Teesside. You were a, a man with, with strong Middlesbrough roots, and a lot of people, when they hear your accent, they say that you are either Dutch, Australian, or Scouse. What's that like having to explain to people that you are not Dutch, you're not from Liverpool, and you have nothing to do with Australia? Well, it wouldn't be so bad if it, if it only happened in America. But in, in, in the UK, you get mistaken. If you have a Teesside accent, you get mistaken for um, uh, being a Geordie either from Newcastle or being um, from somewhere that they've never heard of, basically. Because um, Teesside is like a very, very narrow little strip um, around the River Tees. And, it, you know, you, you pass through it in uh, about 20 minutes. So um, uh, all of us from Teesside recognize our Teesside accent, no matter where we are in the world. Uh, but nobody else does. So the fact that Americans used to think I was from Australia or Holland, or, uh, oh, my God, you talk just like Paul McCartney. <laughs> no, I don't. Wrong, wrong bloody coast, that. So um, it's all just, uh, it's, all, uh, it's all kind of second nature to us, T-Siders. Nobody knows who we are or where we're from, uh, but we quite like it like that. John, I want to talk with you, before we get into specific uh, pieces of work uh, in, in your career, I want to talk with you just kind of in a, in a broad scope about your writing style. It's a very, very unique one, and many people say it's a style that epitomizes smog, grit, and, and determination, and, and really ties in your, your roots and, and your upbringing and your passions for, for something like soccer, and brings it all together with, with mystery and, and crime novels. Talk about how you really develop your style uh, as an author well it's um what you say is absolutely right i mean uh, what i try to do with all of my uh, novels is uh speak in my kind of authentic voice you know it's not like um i mean i always say that there are novels for regular work complete people they're not kind of highfalutin literary novels um and yet they're not sort of um uh, they're gritty in, in the way, in the things that they deal with. They deal with things like um, uh, um, depression and um, upbringing and uh, how, where you're from makes you who you are, or indeed it questions whether that's true or not. So um, I always wanted to have this kind of approach which wasn't uh, literary in the sense of it being like a literary novel. I wanted it to be a working class book for people who wanted to read interesting stories with interesting characters. I didn't want it to be uh, something where people felt as though it was overly intellectual. I mean, I'm kind of interested in all of that. I mean, for example, I really love beat poetry, and I really love the works of Kerouac and all those guys. Um, and I'd, I'd like to write something like that. Uh, but I feel as if that isn't the writer who I am. The writer who I am is a kind of... Uh, slightly odd, but kind of uh, very rooted, a very northern, um, northern English writer, and um, and I, I try to bring all of that to to, to, to the text. And I also use a lot of um, uh, colloquialisms. You know, I I often put how Teesside is speaking to the book, and I explain why they say things in a certain way, and our idiosyncrasies as uh, as Teesiders. So all of these things roll into one big kind of. Um, a literary ball of wax, uh, but it's um, it's an approach which people find very accessible. 
You know, that's what, one thing. I mean, I'm always saying this. I am very chippy generally in life, uh, largely um, being born northern and poor. And, um, uh, and I always say that uh, my books are for regular people, not for uh, the literary middle classes who walk around in linen suits and pontificate about the nature of language. That ain't me, man, you know. I'm a rock and roll guy from a working class background who likes guitars, drinking and heavy music. And I ain't going to be that kind of writer, you know. And I think that a lot of people just like what I do and like how I write uh, because it feels genuine, you know. And I, I, that's a really important thing for me. I, it's got to be genuine. And it's got to be right from the heart. If, it was from, if it's not written from the heart, then people tend not to like it, you know. Well, that literary ball of wax that you speak of, it definitely does have a, a true northern authenticity to it. And, and my God, we're, we're, I think, 11 minutes into the show right now, and that was the, uh, the second Jack Kerouac reference uh, here, in, here in today's show. So you know it's going to be a good one. We, we keep on with the beat generation. i got to ask you about one book in particular, John, and that is Teesside Steel. It starts out with with Middlesbrough in, in the UEFA Cup, and, and it centers around this. It's a big component of the story that is, again, filled with, with crime, with, with sex, drugs, and rock and roll, and, and northern grit, and all this authentic stuff. But a big part of this book is, is Middlesbrough in the UEFA Cup, the old Smoggies on Tour, which I remember being actually in northern England in, uh, in 2005, 2006, as all this was going on. It was a fascinating period for, for Borough as a club and for their fans and for the, the Smoggies on Tour and going to all these cities in Europe. What do you remember about that time? And had you always wanted to, to tie that special time in the history of Middlesbrough as a football club into one of your, uh, one of your novels? Yeah, I mean, uh, that first book, Teesside Steel, is the first of the currently nine Nick Geimer crime novels. <clears throat> and I set it against the whole of the, that story. Uh, there's two elements to it. One was inspired by, uh, I had to go to my, uh, when my dad died, I had to go to his house where I'd grown up because uh, he was divorced from my mum at the time. And uh, I had to go and clean the house up. I had to sort out his estate. And it was my job to walk into the house and see exactly how it was the day that he died. Because what had happened, I didn't live there any longer. He lived there on his own. He keeled over on the sofa and he died. They carted him away. And uh, the, so the next person in the house was me. And uh, it was a really weird and spooky thing. Um, and uh, what at the time when I was doing it, when I was looking around the house... I thought, wouldn't it be weird if uh, he turned out to be a completely different man to the man I thought he was, and that I discovered he'd had a secret life? That was what, uh, and uh, as in real life, it, that never happened. In real life, he wasn't—he was exactly the man that I thought he was. <laughs> uh, but um, but I, I thought, wouldn't it be brilliant, um, and wouldn't it be a great idea for a story? And that happened in 1987. And then in 2006, Borough went on this UEFA Cup campaign, which if you had made it up in a book, people would think it was just the most outrageous fiction. Because um, A, Middlesbrough are an out-of-the-way, out-of-fashion kind of place which doesn't go into Europe. It only played in Europe once before the previous season, let alone get to a European Cup final. And along the way, we came back from a... Um, uh, um, uh, very against all odds situations, firstly um, against Basel, and then secondly and most famously against Stour Bucharest when we came back from a three-goal deficit to win, uh, to score four goals and win uh, the, uh, the semi-final second leg to go on 
um, to the final, which we then absolutely hammered 4 0, of course, in a typical Borough kind of way. Um, but uh, I always just thought that that was such a romantic period for us, you know? It was so extraordinary. I think we used to just look at each other in astonishment as, as we kept going through round after round and winning against extreme odds. And I thought, well, I'll set the whole book against that because that is a fantastic story in and of itself. And, um, and it, it, the, the actual theme of the book is sort of uh, uh, understanding your roots and working out why you are as you are. And um, it felt as though that whole story of the borough kind of fitted in with the story of Nick, my protagonist's uh, adventures in self-discovery and uh, finding out about his dad. And his dad turns out his dad's left him this huge legacy, um, but only if he, in, in the form of a stamp collection, but he can't find it. Uh, it seems to have been stolen. That's his the T-side steel. And, uh, and so he has to try and find it. Um, so all of these things were like one unlikely story set against another unlikely story in a way. So um, I just thought, I'm a bit of a romantic at heart, really. And I thought the whole Borough uh, campaign was very romantic. It brought me to tears on many occasions. And uh, so I just thought it'd be a beautiful thing to set a book against, and one which certainly all T-siders would appreciate, you know? John Nicholson is here with us on World Soccer Talk Radio. Continuing this conversation on the other side of the break, Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned. See the world's best matches live wherever you are with Fox Soccer to go. Watch select live matches on your smartphone, on your tablet, and on your computer. Get the app, get the games, and get your fix. Live soccer and more. Anytime, anywhere. Sign up to watch the Bundesliga and Champions League at SoccerOnDish.com. Right now, the Home Depot has Pergo XP Haley Oak Laminate Flooring for just $2.29 a square foot. Basic installation is just 89 cents a square foot. So let's lay down a floor that stands up to our lives with double the durability of regular laminate and just as beautiful as real wood. Let's do this with Pergo XP Haley Oak Laminate for $229. Now at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. U.S. only installation offer valid on laminates over 150 square foot with minimum purchase of 250 square feet. If you're a soccer fan and you want to cut the cord and watch more of the beautiful game, NGSN may be the online streaming service you're looking for, freesoccertrial.com. With NGSN, you get live, legal, and on-demand access to matches from the Eredivisie, J-League from Japan, K-League from Korea, Argentina's Primera Division, Portugal, Ecuador, Russian Premier League, as well as leagues from Bolivia, Venezuela, and more. The games are in HD, and commentaries are available in your choice of English or Spanish. And this is a completely new and legal way to watch soccer games in the U.S. Try it, and I think you'll be impressed. All you have to do is go to freesoccertrial.com and sign up today for your free 30-day trial to NGSN. Again, that's freesoccertrial.com. Freesoccertrial.com. Cheers. It's the Yellow Tag Event, and now is the time to find your ultimate adventure. Whether you're hitting the trails with a Can-Am ATV or side-by-side, the open road on a Can-Am Spider, or carving snow on a Ski-Doo snowmobile, you can turn up the excitement for any season with our industry-leading performance and technology. 
Hurry into your local dealer by October 31st and save up to $3,000 on select 2015 models and get up to a three-year warranty. Restrictions may apply. See your dealer for details. For safety and training info, contact the ATV Safety Institute. Trick or treat, folks. Colonel Sanders here. Can you tell what my costume is? I'll give you a hint. Boo! Come to KFC for a $20 family fill-up. A perfect Halloween meal for a family of four. With eight pieces of Kentucky Fried Chicken, two sides of taters, coleslaw, and four biscuits. <laughs> yep, that's right. I'm disguised as a singer. Pretty good costume, isn't it? KFC, it's finger-licking good. Available for a limited time only. Pricing and participation may vary. Tax extra. You're listening to World Soccer Talk Radio with your host, Nate Abarea, on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Aguero! I swear you'll never see anything like this ever again! You know, I remember when we had Martin Tyler on the show, and I think next time we get we get Martin Tyler on, I'm going to ask him, hey, can I, can I just steal that from you and, and open up every edition of World Soccer Talk Radio with, I swear you're never going to hear anything like this ever again or would that be a little a little cheesy i think i think that'd be a little little corny a little on the corny side nate abarea here with you world soccer talk radio sports byline broadcasting network we are with john nicholson a t-side favorited author and uh author of so many uh crime novels and great mystery books and john in the last segment we're talking all about your your local passion and your connection to Teesside, your connection to, to Middlesbrough, not only the city, but but the football club as well. But you actually are currently living in Edinburgh, and I want to talk with you a little bit uh, about that later on. But I want to talk with you now about your time in California. You spent uh, uh, quite a substantial amount of time in, in the southern reaches of the state, but also uh, spent some time up in my neck of the woods getting in touch with your, uh, your Steinbeck passion up in uh, Monterey and, and Pacific Grove and checking out Cannery Row. Talk about what, what your time in California did for you as a writer. Yeah, it's um, a constant source of inspiration uh, to me, actually. What happened is we, we went out there in the early 90s uh, on holiday and loved it so much that um, uh, the following year we just basically put everything into storage in UK and just moved out there. And uh, um, we lived in Laguna Beach in Southern California, right by the ocean, um, for a year. And that was just mind-blowing, um, especially when you come from uh, an industrial a cold industrial town uh, like Stockton on Tees, which is right by Middlesbrough um, on Teesside, uh, because uh, we're not used to sunshine, let alone warm weather. Uh, so, like, just getting all that vitamin D from the sun uh, was just incredible. And uh, you just met so many really interesting people, most of them flaky hippies, it has to be said. Um, but for example, <laughs> hey, you're ta- hey, hey, John, was, John you're, t- you're talking about my family now. Come on. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe it was your sister I met on the beach one day. Easy, who, um... steady, steady, lad, steady. <laughs> and she was, um, uh, I, sat, I sat there watching, and she was dancing on the beach, and I said, and she's like doing ballet moves. And I said to her, uh, uh, after she, I, when she finished, I gave her a, a, a bit of applause, and she bowed at me, and I said, um, uh, well, what were you dancing to? She said, man, I was dancing to the rhythm of the ocean. I thought, yeah, nobody ever does that in Hartlepool. You know, like uh, that doesn't happen where I come from, and uh, and it was that kind of um, 
uh, dichotomy between my uh, indigenous culture and where I, was, where I was living at the time that I really loved, you know? It's as far away from industrial northern England as you can imagine. And so I think that was a grit that always made a, a really interesting pearl for me, you know? And in fact, actually, I've started writing a series of books uh, called the Artie Taylor series. And Artie is a photographer from uh, Leeds in, in the north of England who works in California. And uh, I wrote one book so far called The Girl Can't Help It. Um, and he uh, um, he is in California with his um, with the, uh, somebody who helps him out on his photography uh, work called Kaz. And they have adventures all over California. And I, I started that series and I'm doing the next one in the new year in order to be able to tap into all my experiences in California and all the things that I went through and everything I love about it. So... Um, yeah, so I'm still drawing on that capital. It's like good to get back to Kerouac again. Kerouac said, "All life is capital," and at that, I, I, I banked a lot of capital in, in in California. Admittedly, a lot of it I can't remember due to severe and prolonged intoxication, <laughs> but um, yeah, but it's all there somewhere. So I'll have to drain it out of me at some point. Now, John, one of my favorite words in in the film and and literary worlds is is the term juxtaposition. I, I've always always been fond of of that word and and its meaning and its and its importance for for writers. What's it? What, what's the as far as the word juxtaposition goes? How important was it to when when you go to a place like California and you talk about the vast differences from from where you're from and from the settings of of many. Of, of your pieces of work. Talk about the importance and, and, and how, I mean, I'm trying to think of the right word here, how, how special it can be to go to somewhere so different and then go back to Teesside. Yeah. What does it do for you when, when you go to California, you go to Laguna Beach or you're, you're in the, the, the rugged uh, Pacific coastlines heading more up north and then you go back to northern yeah. England and you go back to, to smoggy Middlesbrough. What does that do for you as a writer? Well, the interesting thing is that a lot of a lot of writers write their best stuff about where they're from when they're not living there. Mm-hmm. This is partly one of the reasons I live in, in Edinburgh now, um, but and it's certainly applied when I lived in uh, Laguna and when I lived up in uh, Pacific Grove, um, and, and I spent time in Las Vegas. Right, lived, well, not as much lived in Las Vegas as existed <laughs> on a diet of strong alcohol for a long period of time in Las Vegas. Um, but it, what it does is um, uh, being somewhere entirely different makes you see where you're from much more clearly. Or at least what it does is it wipes away a lot of the fog of day-to-day kind of distractions. And it lets you see the essence of where you're from and what you like about it particularly what you like about it, as opposed to things you don't like about it, far more clearly. Uh, when you actually go home, you get cluttered by the minutiae of life. That sort of clutters your vision a little bit. So you're walking down the high street in Stockton, and there are like, druggies on the corner, and it's, you know, and things just look a bit manky, and that kind of puts you off. But when you're away from it, you tend not to be distracted by those little details, and you tend to see the broader, more romantic picture about the kind of uh, nature of the northern soul. And that's what inspires, and that's what you get out of it. By, by being somewhere really different, that allows you to see the other place more clearly. Now, sim- similarly, when I'm back here in Britain, thinking back to California, it does, it, the thing works in exactly reverse. So 
I can see all the brilliant things. I love about California, all the classic rock radio, all of the um, tomorrow is more important than yesterday culture, which I really love. Um, but it allows me to ignore all the airheads nonsense that clutters your everyday life there. Whereas, I mean, I had to leave eventually because I just felt as if my whole brain was turned to mush. Um, <laughs> but, um, but, you know, like, so I think it's really important. I think that word juxtaposition is a brilliant word. I think it's really important for writers to get out of where they're from in order to see where they're from. John, how does it change the way you, you view football, the way, the way you view soccer, being, being away from your hometown and your love for, for Middlesbrough? How does it change when you're somewhere else looking at gritty northern English soccer? Well, I suppose when you look at it on TV, it feels like it's a long way away, especially when you're living somewhere that's of our palm tree fringed and you know full of uh, women with uh, extraordinary breasts and um, it's <laughs> it just feels like a long a, a great kind of distance between you and it but I I think um, I think really football such an intrinsic part of our culture that anything which allows you to see it um, from a different angle which living away from home does. I think it's always a positive thing, particularly when you're looking to analyze it and draw on it for creative processes. John, there was a great article that came out in the New York Times today, and it was about these these three English lads in their in their early twenties who love major league soccer. They love watching our our top yeah. flight soccer league here in America, and it's called it in England, embracing MLS for what it is, not what it isn't. And within the article, yeah. there's there's some silly stuff. There's some good good pointers in here, but but the general feel of it is that they're watching this thing that they're so culturally disconnected from that they actually are just watching for fun they're able to enjoy it they don't have allegiance to to any of the teams yeah. what do you think about that about removing and we're going to talk in the next segment about the uh the the league cup clash coming up between your uh, beloved smoggies and manchester united tomorrow but what do you think about that idea of like removing yourself from loyalty and allegiance and therefore yeah. almost being able to enjoy soccer a lot more i i really love that because one of the things i dislike most about british football is the tribalism or the one-eyed tribalism whereby people feel as though the club that they support has to be defended um, and, um, and no, ma- no matter what you know and it kind of so it sees everything in terms of paranoia and everybody trying to get at them and their club especially this applies to, um, to supporters of you know, the top four or five teams I absolutely love the idea uh, of, um, and in fact, I watch loads of European football. I'm a big um, fan of German, Italian football. I watch uh, Dutch and French football too. And the reason I do that is because I, have n- I don't care who wins. I just watch it from that detached point of view. And I would watch, I can get MLS football on my TV. And I have watched it occasionally. Um, and I, uh, that's what's brilliant about it, because it allows you to see it more purely without the biases and without the emotional connection that you have when you're caught up in a league which you care about. And I, I, I think it's a very uh, constructive thing to do, and I would recommend it to everybody. But a lot of people, for a lot of people, football is nothing without the tribalism. But I like to see it from a more broader cultural kind of standpoint, really. And um, uh, I, I think that um, the, the idea of those guys seeing, I think that phrase that you use, seeing it for what it is and not for what it isn't, is a brilliant phrase, because I just think that that is a gateway to um, 
enjoying football a lot more is, is to just take it for what it is. Stop worrying about what it is. I, I'm a big fan of uh, women's football, and I write articles on it, and I get flagged off terribly about it um, because they always, uh, basically, women's football gets compared to men's football. I, I always use the phrase, look at it for what it is, not for what it isn't, right? So don't compare it against men's football. It's women's football, so just look at it as that, you know? So I think that is a brilliant thing, and I would recommend it to anybody. I think it's a, a great approach to life generally, in fact. Well, uh, I, I couldn't agree with you more, John. But in the next segment, we're going to get back to bias, tribalism, and emotional connections because we're talking about the yeah. Smoggies and the Red Devils, the Middlesbrough Man United clash coming up in the League Cup tomorrow. And we'll talk a little bit for all of our Scottish fans. We know we have many Scottish listeners out there. We'll talk about Edinburgh, the arts and culture scene in Edinburgh, and a whole lot more with John Nicholson right here on World Soccer Talk Radio. Stay tuned. Come on, you Smoggies. Yeah. It's the Yellow Tag Event, and now is the time to find your ultimate adventure. Whether you're hitting the trails with a Can-Am ATV or side-by-side, the open road on a Can-Am Spider, or carving snow on a Ski-Doo snowmobile, you can turn up the excitement for any season with our industry-leading performance and technology. Hurry into your local dealer by October 31st and save up to $3,000 on select 2015 models and get up to a three-year warranty. Restrictions may apply. See your dealer for details. For safety and training info, contact the ATV Safety Institute. Plaster is a portable spittoon and the ultimate accessory for smokeless tobacco users. It's easy to conceal in a pocket and discreet enough to be used in public without unwanted attention. You can palm it, twist the top, and empty your mouth in one smooth motion. Available in an extensive selection of sleek designs, Flassers feature the exclusive thumb lock twist cap for one-handed use. This innovation virtually eliminates the risk of spills, making it ideal where you are on the go. It's great for NASCAR races, hunting, fishing, and more. Visit Flasser.com or call 1-800-476-5600. Protect an insurance specialist is a referral service that connects you to a licensed agent. Availability, waiting periods, and limitations vary by state. Not major medical. Certain plans require association membership. After my husband passed away, we couldn't pay the mortgage, make car payments, or pay bills. Sometimes even having enough food was a problem. All of a sudden, our financial security, gone. You've made plans for the future. College for the kids. Retirement. Have you thought of the unexpected curves life can throw at you? Ask yourself, what if... Wait till something happens to your family, or make sure you're ready with coverage by calling Protectum Insurance Specialists. Get term life insurance, accident insurance, critical illness insurance, all in one. Just minutes on the phone. No medical exams, no health questions, and guaranteed acceptance. It's coverage you don't get from your health insurance. Call for a free quote, 800-473-0563. Get cash fast directly to you when you need it, and use it for whatever you want. Call toll-free, 800-473-0563. 800-473-0563. Hey, sports fans, it's time to take football to a whole new level. Put the excitement back in the game and put your money where your mouth is. Real Vegas odds and incredible player props make my bookie your best bet this season. Did the game already go off? Don't sweat it. My bookie offers in-game live betting on all your favorite sporting events. Create your account today. Right now, the baseball playoffs are in full swing. Don't just watch the game, be a part of it. It's time to get off the sidelines and start winning today. We guarantee 
guaranteed fast, convenient payouts over the phone or online. MyBookie is the best website for all of your wagering needs. Call now at 844-900-BETS. Enter promo code USA, that's USA, and receive a 100% bonus. That's 844-900-2387. Or go online to MyBookie.lv to open an account and start winning today. Only the biggest, only the best, only at MyBookie. Sign up today. Forty thousand Liverpool fans inside here hold their breath. Hundreds of thousands hold their breath on Merseyside. It's Xabi Alonso for three. Three is safe, and Alonso follows it in. It's wonderful. You're listening to World Soccer Talk Radio with your host Nada Barea on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. He says he'd be open to coming back. Just throwing that out there. Throwing that out there, Liverpool fans. I don't know if he if he'd really be what he once was, but Shabby Alonso said that he's very fond of Jurgen Klopp. He'd he'd love to come back to Anfield and play for Jurgen Klopp. Because anytime he has an off day, anytime he has a day off, he comes back to Anfield just to say hi to people. Just throwing that out there. Said he'd open. Said he'd be open to coming back, Mister Shabby Alonso. My name is Nate Abarea. This is World Soccer Talk Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. And as you know, Klopp mania. Draw, draw, draw. That's right. We tie games, and then we tie more games. Klopmania sweeping the Premier League, and now he faces off for the first time in Premier League play against this special one. Mr. I watch games from the stands because I get sent off. Saturday's mouth-watering clash between Chelsea and Liverpool is live from Stamford Bridge, and to add even more excitement to the drama, I would like to personally invite you to join Liverpool fans Chris and Paul for the most from the most popular LFC YouTube channel, The Red Men TV. They will bring you their live audio during the game only on Rabble.tv from 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time. The Red Men TV will be taking you through the blues and the reds on Rabble.tv with Rabble. You know how it works. Concept simple. All you got to do, tune in to the Chelsea Liverpool game on TV, then press that beautiful mute button and head on over to rabble.tv to listen to the Red Men TV on your desktop through your iOS, Android app, or through your mobile browser. Plus, before or during the game, you can join in by posting your questions or observations in the comments section. It's one of the best part about these Rabblecasts. Be a part of these things. Interact with Chris and Paul, or create your own broadcast. Call one of your team's games. It's easy. It's free. Sign up today. Try it out and join the Red Men TV this Sunday, 8.30 a.m. Eastern time on Rabble.tv, where it's your team and your call. Clop against the special one. Oh, man. And then there's the players and the actual game to talk about. I'm sure we'll be uh, discussing that quite a bit more as the week progresses. But we're talking all about crime novels and mystery on Teesside and traveling the California coast. I'm very much enjoying this edition of World Soccer Talk Radio with author John Nicholson. But it's time to actually talk about some present moment football. John and, and your beloved Smokies taking on Manchester United tomorrow in the League Cup. How are you feeling about this matchup? Well, I feel really positive about it, actually. Um, and this has been a weird season so far because we're doing quite well. We were second for a while, or fourth at the moment, so only six points off the top. And uh, <clears throat> I just kind of think we're going to win every game. And I never feel like that about Middlesbrough um, because I, uh, I don't know. I think most Borough fans are kind of eternal pessimists, really. We always think that. 
um, uh, victory, uh, those rather defeat will be snatched from the jaws of victory at any time. Um, but I fancy us to, tomorrow. I don't think we'll lose. Um, and I think <clears throat> United, if they play Rooney, who is just awful, awful, awful waste of money uh, at the moment, uh, I think that if they play him, we'll, 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 we've got a good chance of beating them. Because we've scored and we've scored a lot of goals. I think we're third top scorer in the league. Uh, and United just look creaky and they'll probably underestimate us. So I fancy us, man. I think it's going to be a good night. John, uh, off the air a couple of minutes ago, you were sharing how, as a Middlesbrough fan, and we, we've talked about the, that glorious run in the, in the UEFA Cup and times where Middlesbrough have actually had very, very high-quality Premier League teams. You actually prefer when Middlesbrough are, are in the championship or in any of the, the, the leagues below the Premier yeah. League. Talk about why that is as, as a soccer <laughs> fan and as a hopeful man in life. Well, I'll tell you why it is. <clears throat> is that I, I controversially feel as though it's better to win games than lose them. And so I would rather win a lot of games in a lower division than I would lose a lot of games in a higher division. <laughs> and I just think that makes sense, man. You know, <clears throat> that makes me happier. I don't care. If, if I beat uh, Barnsley 4-0, that makes me happier than drawing uh, with Liverpool or losing to them. It just does. So <clears throat> I can't kind of... Uh, I, can't, I, can't, I know this is kind of... Um, goes against the rationale of the whole thing, which is always that you're supposed to be striving for a higher level. But I kind of see that's fruitless. And as I get older, um, I tie this in. I know this is, and this comes into my novels actually quite a bit. But I tie this into this kind of anti-elitism uh, theme that I really feel strongly, both politically, uh, economically, and um, and also in relation to Middlesbrough Football Club. Um, which is basically that we're endlessly encouraged to strive for more. But more doesn't make you happier. More is just a kind of delusion which um, is used to oppress us. And really, if we just stop, if we just gave up on trying to get more and were happier with less, then I think that we would all get along much better, and uh, and we'd stop hating each other quite as much as we do. Uh, I know that's kind of a, a, a quite a heavy thing to say in a way, um, but I, I genuinely, and I, I explore this through the, some of the uh, themes in later, some of the later Nick Gaiman novels, but I genuinely feel that this is the case. And as I've got older, I've felt happier because I'm a kind of a, a sort of from a, a depressive periods, and uh, I've, I've felt as though uh, I've been happier uh, in my later life when I've stopped wanting things. Right when I was younger, I used to want this and that. I used to want a bigger, better, shinier thing. Now I just pretty much want to sit in my chair and write. And as long as I've got a roof over my head, I'm pretty much happy with that. I don't really want anything else. And that's made me much happier. So, and I've learned that. And I and I look back in life, and I've learned it from the borough. Which is like, I'm happier when they're in a lower division and winning a few games, and everything just seems a better vibe. When we're in the top flight, everything seems bitter and tense and angry. I don't like that. So, John, that was... That was... What you will. Bear in mind, I am an old stoned hippie, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, uh, I, I just want to tell you, I'm, I'm, I have a big ear-to-ear grin on my face right now. I almost, have a, almost have a tear in my eye. That was gratitude epitomized. I very much appreciate those words, John. But, but looking down... Look at down memory lane, thinking back with Burrow and how you've reached this point and what Burrow have really done for you uh, as, as a human being and the way that you view life based on the way that you, you view the club itself and view competition 
uh, with the club itself. What have been some of your greatest Middlesbrough memories, be them in person at the old ground or, or at yeah. the new stadium or watching on TV? Some of your favorite memories of, of Middlesbrough as a football club, as a supporter? Well, uh, <clears throat> my first one is going to see uh, the first game I saw at Ayrson Park, which was Middlesbrough's old ground in the, until they moved to the Riverside in the 90s, and, um, which was in uh, 1972, and I went to see Middlesbrough play Hull. Hull is where I was born, which is just like, like 90 miles south, um, and where my dad was from. And my dad took me to see them play, and we won 1-0. It was very dull. And it was a penalty, I think. It was a Hickton penalty. And um, there was 9,000 people there. And, uh, yeah, I loved it. And I, I loved it because of that. Not because it was like a thrilling, exciting atmosphere, because it wasn't. It, I loved it because it seemed grumbling and slightly discontented and a little bit kind of pessimistic <laughs> and cynical. I just liked it. I just thought there was something, it really had something about it. I would have hated to go to a first game and um, and it'd be like absolutely thrilling magnificent thing with 75,000 people watching who win something yeah, you know man that, it, that, that wouldn't have set me up for the blues of life you know <laughs> where, do you, where, do you, where do you go from there exactly exactly man yeah yeah that's what I'm saying about all this endless pursuit of so called success it just leads to heartbreak you know the whole thing so but I think I think I got it right a 1-0 win on a cold winter's day in a dull game, that stood out for me, really. It still stands out to me even to this day. But um, other great memories, um, uh, uh, well, actually, I've got to, I'll say this, but it's, uh, uh, it contains a swear word, which I won't use. <clears throat> I, I, I but anyway, I went to uh, one game, and uh, it was a night game against Manchester City uh, in 1975. And um, I was standing there, and I, I turned to the fellow next to me, and it was now fella, an old steel worker, in fact, because it's a big steel working industry. And I said to him, oh, isn't the pitch look so green? Because at night, under the floodlights, the pitch looks incredibly green and really beautiful. And Middlesbrough had a great ground. I mean, we played internationals there. And uh, it, I said, isn't the pitch look amazing? He goes, ah, he says, it, it, says it should look green uh, for the muck that's been put on it. He didn't say muck, he said SH1T. But... Um, uh, and I loved that. And that, like, that was just classic Borough humour, you know, like this really kind of sardonic, slightly grumpy kind of view of things. And um, that stands out for me as well. And the other thing is um, is uh, the League Cup final win um, in 2004 when we beat Bolton 2-1. Just winning a trophy after all those years. I only ever wanted to win one. Just one will do for me. And um, and and we won it in two thousand and one, uh, two thousand and four, and um, I just I forever feel empathetic for Steve McLaren for being our manager at that time. So, it's just uh, yeah, I mean, so much of my life is tied up with Middlesbrough that. Um, I could go on all day, and I probably would if you didn't interrupt me. <laughs> well, hey, hey, John, we, we've actually got we've got about four and a half minutes left here with you, and, and I want to ask you about a few different things. So we'll have to run through these rather quickly. But okay. one of the greatest uh, things in Middlesbrough football history actually has nothing to do with the club. It's a great story from the 1966 World Cup with the yeah. uh, the North Korean national Absolutely, team yeah. and how the town of Middlesbrough took to these guys, and they still talk about the the adopted North Koreans that became tea siders for for a few weeks back in. 1966. What do you know about that story? What can you share with us? Yeah, well, that's a, it's a brilliant thing. I mean, <clears throat> I lived in Hull at the time, and we didn't move to uh, Teesside until 69, but 
the town uh, still has a kind of ongoing relationship with North Korea, largely because we're fond of a dictator, a particular left-wing one. No, we're not. No, that's not true. Uh, <laughs> but uh, there is something about it that is really brilliant. And I think actually what it speaks to is the generosity of the northeastern half and that it will welcome uh, working-class people from anywhere in the world and, uh, and will make them feel at home. We are an incredibly open and generous people. We genuinely are. You know, we're very open-hearted. And I think that, that whole North Korean thing is just, it really plugs into that. John, you transitioned perfectly into what I wanted to ask you about next, and that is when, when I listen to you talk and when I, when I read your books, I, there, there's a true – we talk about this. There's a true gritty northern authenticity to it. Now, my family background, I come from a, a Basque lineage from, from the north of Spain as far as my personal upbringing. I've grown up in the, the north of California, and there's, there's these amazing parallels between the north of all these Ooh. places and our relationship with what we often perceive as the the, the snobby better than us yeah. south you know talk about that a little bit and how uh you know, you're talking about your time in california earlier i mean did you ever notice that that same parallel that relationship of north yes. and south well interestingly when i was in california <clears throat> um i went to obviously we lived in uh, uh um, monterey uh, just south of um of san francisco 40 miles south of san francisco for a while but i always preferred southern california and, uh, and uh, but the relationship between the two was very interesting because actually it swapped over in the sense that um, Northern California thinks of itself as more sophisticated and European. Southern California thinks of itself as more American and plastic. And, uh, and I always liked the plastic version myself, really. Uh, well, I like I like something which appreciates the fact it's shallow. You know, once you know that it's uh, shallow is as, as deep as it's ever going to go, then you can deal with it really easily as, as, a, as a brief. But no, it, it's interesting. I think uh, people have said this to me a lot, actually. Uh, in, in a, somebody was just sit, telling me um, who lives on the uh, Norwegian-Russian border, and he has the, which is a very, very north, and he has the same relationship with Oslo, the capital of, of Norway, uh, which is obviously to his south. And... Um, and he said that it's, it's north and south. It's, not, it's, it's exactly the same relationship. It's the idea that we are disconnected and we are being dictated to both economically and culturally by the south. And I think that is a very interesting thing. It does, it does crop up all over the world. Every, there, there are northerners everywhere, even in, even in the southern areas of places. <laughs> yeah, I like the idea of northern as a concept, you know. Oh, absolutely, we are we are all we are all one and the same. Us us Northerners, whatever nation we may be from. Hey, John, I promised uh, before we let you go. I promised a shout out to Edinburgh, your your current home yeah. uh, these days. So hey, we, we've only got like a minute left here with you. So I'll ask you if I were to be in Edinburgh and we were meeting up for uh, a, a nice nice gin and tonic and and some music or maybe some stand up comedy. Where are we going? Where are you taking me in Edinburgh? Well, I would take you to um, a comedy club called The Stand, uh, which is just a small little comedy club, very much the sort of thing that you would find in uh, New York, like in Carolines or somewhere like that, only um, they wouldn't find it necessary to tell you, as they did to us when we went to Carolines in New York, that there was a two-drink minimum. Yes, a two-drink minimum. I was worried he was going to say it was a two-drink maximum. <laughs> yeah, all right, buddy. Yeah, we're from England, pal. Yeah, I said, does two bottles of wine count as two drinks? He said, sir, that counts as 12 drinks. <laughs> John Nicholson, uh, how, can, how can folks uh, get a hold of your books? Yeah, just go to, uh, well, you can buy them from Amazon. Uh, 
.com or .co.uk. You can buy them from johnnicholsonwriter.com or just generally kind of look me up on the internet and you'll find me all over the place doing all sorts of things. All right, well, if I'm ever stumbling around Edinburgh or uh, Teesside, I'll give you a call. But uh, in the meantime, you're welcome back on this show anytime, man. This is a great fun. Thanks, brother. Nice to speak to you. Again, that was John Nicholson making his triumphant World Soccer Talk Radio debut. Huge thanks to that man. And again, check out the books and check out my personal favorite of the uh, that crime novel series, Teesside Steel. Oh, so good. And there's also many more to choose from. Once you read one, you're probably going to want to read another. Another huge thank you to John Nicholson. We're back after this. Take the express train home right here on World Soccer Talk Radio. Stay tuned. Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Do you know which investment has tripled in price since the debt crisis and risen an average 20% a year for 11 years? It's not stocks, not bonds, it's silver. And right now, we at Lear Capital believe silver is poised to hit new record highs. And we're making it easier to own than ever. For a limited time, new customers with $5,000 or more to invest in gold or silver can get up to 10 certified Morgan Silver Dollars absolutely free. That's right, up to 10 100-year-old Morgan Silver Dollars when you invest $5,000 or more. A $600 value free. This offer is available for IRA accounts as well. Call right now, 800 631 9229 800-631-9229, 800-631-9229, 800-631-9229, 800-631-9229, call Lear Capital now, 800-631-9229. Tired of paying outrageous prices for prescription drugs? Well, we have great news. Now you can finally get prescription drugs at huge discounts from Canada Drug Center. That's right, the most popular drugs for cholesterol, high blood pressure, depression, diabetes, arthritis, and many more are now up to 75% off. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices when you can get brand name drugs at the lowest price? Call today and get up to 75% off all the popular brand name prescription drugs. Never pay high prices again. Get the most popular drugs at huge savings from our Canadian and international pharmacies and fulfillment centers. No insurance? No problem. Prices are so low you do not need benefits or insurance to get all your prescriptions fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting to take your call now. Order today and get free shipping. Just call 800-950-1180. Up to 75% off all the popular brand name prescription drugs and free shipping. Call 800-950-1180. That's 800-950-1180. My joints used to kill me. I'd wake up with stiff knees and a stiff back, and it wouldn't get much better throughout the day. I went to doctors and took almost every supplement you can think of, and nothing seemed to help. Then I found something called Oil Can Joint Lubricant. They use only top-of-the-line, all-natural ingredients, and I know many companies make similar claims, but here's the big difference. Oil can ingredients are scientifically formulated to work together faster than anything else in the marketplace. That's guaranteed. I take oil can every day. My knee pain was gone in just a few days. So if you have knee pain back pain and you tried everything, try Oil Can Joint Lubricant risk-free right now. I'm confident you'll have fewer aches and pains within days or we will gladly refund your money. Call right now. 800-989-1795. 800-989-1795. 800-989-1795. 800-989-1795. 
So I asked the producer, I'm like, hey, how long do we have until the, the final segment? And he goes, hey, you got about a minute, 15 seconds. And by the way, you have 30 seconds in the final segment because we're talking with John Nicholson the whole damn show. And I want to do it again sometime. That was great fun. Hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. For the aforementioned producer, Mr. Dominique. Jimenez back in the great city by the Bay of San Francisco and the gaffer, Mr. Swansea himself, Chris Harris. My name's Nate Abarea. I will talk to you manana. It's a Basque spectacular tomorrow. Cheers. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.